all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, everyone wants their child to grow up and become independent, right? But some parents have feelings of loss and grief when their child leaves home. Did you struggle with your empty nest? Or did your parents tug at you when you tried to leave home? How did you handle that? Let's talk about what's going on in your life right now. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's, and each night begins a new day. If you don't understand him, he don't die young. He'll probably just ride away. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. talking about empty nest so yeah it'd be nice to be able to control what your children do and that they would do exactly what you think is the best for them but that doesn't always happen does it um maybe you feel like you went in a different direction than your parents wanted to send you to. um so today we're talking about Everyone wants their child to grow up and become independent. But some parents have the feeling of loss and the grief when their child leaves home, especially around college time um, or when your child is leaving home to take a, take a job and truly leaving supposedly forever. So did you struggle with the empty nest? Or do you think your parents tugged at you when you tried to leave and maybe made it difficult for you? What'd you do? How did you handle that? I'd love to hear 
what you did, whether or not you're struggling right now, perhaps. We we talked last week about the back-to-school issue, and I know many parents have trouble with college and that break point. And particularly, it seems that it happens when there's the last child or an only child, and then the empty nest happens. So today we'll be talking about that, but not specifically. Any questions that you have about off to college or off to job, uh, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline. And also, just a reminder that if you want to listen to some of the back-to-school reminders, we talked a lot about bullying last week, and you can go to your podcast on um, MPB and and listen to that. Um, I thought we had some excellent callers last week. So, as the new school year starts, um, really all across the nation, not just here, Um, It seems like there's lots of new beginnings, um, particularly for those kids who are heading off to college or moving out on their own. Um, Maybe the end of the summer is sort of the end of that particular child being being in your household or you're that particular child who's leaving home. So the empty nest syndrome is something that's been talked about a lot for the last couple of years. Um, generations. Uh, actually, it's gotten a little more active lately. It's it's actually uh, the result of sort of a cultural shift that happened due to a couple of things. Jobs and careers seemed to to be one of those things that that were out there, but they didn't always happen exactly with the timing that everyone thought they were. Um, College became a mainstream expectation for a while. I think we're moving a little away from that. Um, But parents were no longer able to keep their kids sort of down on the farm, staying at home, doing what they did. So maybe they left the family business or they left the family farm to do their own thing. And so some of that began to cause some grief and some difficulty. And especially when you see that last child leave home, it can leave parents with a real mixed bag of emotions. It it might be relief, and some of you may be going, I don't know what in the heck she's talking about because I am so happy to have the house to myself. And if you're one of those, um, good for you. Um, I, I think you may be thinking that now, but you certainly may be, be, may be missing that child. I'll, I'll say it wasn't just with my last child, but when um, my girls left home were the old, who were the oldest, we had such a great relationship um, toward the end, and we had such good long talks that it was really hard for me um, to see them leave. So it might not be that last child. It may be a particular child that you have a a, a bond with. Um, and and if you're 
having a feeling of bereavement or or grief, some of that's normal, but a lot of it where you're having some real depression and crying and difficulty letting go, that is something that we probably need to talk about how to deal with that and and better ways. Um, you know, we've talked before about how sometimes parents can vicariously live through their children. So if their particular child had this awesome football career in high school or awesome uh, baseball or track or a cheerleader or someone who, who um, was well into the arts and was making some some big marks in high school um and you got to enjoy the reaps of of their rewards by being that proud parent well when a child goes to college or goes off to their job a lot of that goes away it really does you know you go from a high school of what 100 200 or maybe even 50 to a college campus that may house anywhere from a couple of thousand to 12 or 15,000 and so um, life's different life changes it changes for them and for you and so my question to you is, how did you deal with that as a college student or one going off to do your own job? And did you feel like your parents tugged at you and made it harder? Um, and if you're a parent, did you find that there were struggles there? The other struggle that happens sometimes, and we can certainly talk about this, is the marital struggle that happens So you've been very, very busy with your children, and you're going to ball games. I was just talking to a coworker the other day about this. Uh, She has two sons who have been very, very busy in their sports. They traveled on sports teams. They went all over the place. Their weekends were never their own, never their own. And now that's all coming to a halt, and all of a sudden— There's this added time. There's a full weekend off from work when there's nowhere that you absolutely have to go. There are places that you can go. And so how do you deal with that? How how were you able to deal with that? Um, Did you feel like that, whoa, all of a sudden I hardly know my spouse because it was always all of our spare time was filled with kids? Um, love to hear from you about that. Dr. Buttress. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You're describing my life right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, my, my daughter is actually going to uh, be a sophomore in high school. And with my life, that's how I am right now. Everything is about her. Yeah. And so when she's off with her friends or off um, out of town or something, I feel like, I don't have anything to do. And my best friend, her godmother, says, oh, goodness, what are you going to do when she goes to college? If right now, when she's away, you feel like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be doing something with her. And that's how I feel. And I'm trying to, again, have my own life added with my daughter's life. So it's not all about her. 
Um, but I'm try listening to this show today. I'm going to get a lot of tips. You're going to get some advice today. on how to <laughs> not uh, when she does go to college, not to be that smothering mother and uh, wake her up at eight o'clock in the morning and say you have an eight o'clock or seven o'clock class, Jordan. You have to go to class. Right. I'm trying not to be that parent right now, so it uh, won't be so yeah. hard when she does go to college. Well, that's some of the advice is to to gradually. Um, Loosen the reins, gradually allow fewer controls, gradually with high school students. How important is it to start letting them become a little bit more independent so that then they can learn um, the right and wrong and the mistakes? And if they have a stumble, then they're at home and have you to help them with that stumble before they go off to that job or that college um, placement. Um, Really important to think about that as we're moving along, to be very, very careful not to allow yourself um, to be so controlling that when, when a child leaves that nest to do whatever they're going to do, Um, that they know how to handle themselves and how to stand up to problem areas and problem issues. So so I think that those are the kinds of things we'll talk about as we'll move along. The other thing, too, is I want to make sure that, that we remember that those of you who maybe are facing an empty nest in the next year or two, um, to to remember that um, maybe you need to be preparing for that so that whatever relationships you have that are sort of sidelined right now don't go away. There is a higher divorce rate in in 50-year-olds than ever before. So we want to be careful to talk about that. All right, when we get back, we have Wilts. Um, who is um, online waiting to join us. We're going to take our break, first break. And when we come back, we'll talk about that emptiness, back to school, over to job, whatever that emptiness is happening for whatever reason, how to deal with it. Um, This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about empty nest syndrome and some of the difficulties that fa- families really can go through when their children are off to college or off to job and leaving the house and 
sometimes it's a relief, a major relief, but sometimes, um, and I think many times, we see um, a lot of difficulty, um, some sadness and grief, missing, um, not knowing what to do with your time, or maybe just missing the relationship. But all's not lost. There are ways to deal with it, ways to make it better. And we're going to talk about that. And I want you to join in. You can call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Well, let's let's go on to the phone because I have somebody on the phone who I believe you know. Wilt Couture from Everyday Tech has a son leaving for college, right? Yes, ma'am. He is uh, just a few weeks away from heading up to uh, to Oxford to begin the next stage. Yeah. So how does that feel? Are you happy? Are you relieved? Or is there a little bit of sadness in there? Well, you know, honestly, um, all of the above. I mean, you know, I'm mm-hmm. really happy for him. I'm really happy for what the future holds for him. Um, you know, really excited for him to be able to, like like what you're mentioning, be able to take those independent steps. And then there's the uh, there's the apprehension. There's the the worrying. Um, you know, I mean, me and my wife will sit around and say, okay, is he going to actually eat? Well, you know, how's he going to do his laundry? Will he actually clean his clothes? Is he going to you know get out there and do these things and make it to class on time? And then, you know, um, oh, those are all great questions. Yeah. Yeah. And we still get, you know, and then we have a daughter still at home. She's going to be a junior in high school this year. And, you know, also thinking about her. I mean, she's really, really close with her brother. So it's it's not just me and my wife kind of worrying about these things. You know, we've got her to, you know, make sure we keep the the proper focus on, too. So it's just uh, it's definitely changing the dynamics. So, so yeah, yeah, pretty much all of the above. Yeah. So he's not going too far away, Oxford. But, you know, I had a son who was at Millsaps and I saw him less than my daughter who was in Oxford. So it kind of depends on the child. Um, But there. So, Wiltz, you mentioned a couple of things that I, I think that you can go ahead and prepare your son for right this minute. You still have time. Um, so you were asking questions about, um, is he going to eat? Does he know how to wash clothes? Is he going to take care? Um, you know, a lot of young men never learn how to do laundry for whatever reason. So if he doesn't yet, I would do Laundry 101 and say, okay, this week you're going to start doing your laundry and we're going to give you the tips and then you take it from there. Um, The other thing is, and I don't know if you remember this, but I do know that a lot of individuals forget about changing sheets. So, you know, I'm one of those change the sheets every week. Um, I do know that I won't name who, but one or two of my children, maybe they were sons, forgot to change their sheets for weeks at a time, which can be pretty gross. So... Um, <laughs> I would just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to come up with some real basics about living and taking care of your own stuff, whether you're in a dorm, you still have to do it, or whether you're in an apartment. And then, um, 
you know, some simple, simple things about food to make sure that they know how to make some of the more simple things other than just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All of that's good. So that's some of that caretaking. I would encourage you, a week is plenty time to do some of that one on 101 stuff on that. But now back to the other about just missing him and your daughter's um, I'm so happy to hear that that the brother and sister have such a good relationship. That's always wonderful. But but one thing um, you might want to set up a time, um, a once a week time when um, is sort of um, the the special time for a visit, whether that's Sunday morning or. Uh, Friday afternoon or whatever it is so that there is a special visit time that's isolated for parents and then maybe for just brother and sister. Um, One thing whenever I talk to parents about back to school is to make sure that they are not calling every day. And a trap, you mentioned a trap that you can get into, is starting to call about whether or not they're up for their 8 o'clock class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big, you don't want to do that. First of all, um, that's, again, keeping a little bit of that rope too tight. Um, It's not good for your child to think that they can rely on you for something that should be an everyday responsibility. Because now, job and college or whatever it is, it's it's truly their job, whether it's college or another um, job, that's on them now. And, um, you know, the difference for college and a job, and he may be lucky to have a scholarship. I understand he's big in the band and um, has oh, yeah. done a lot of great stuff. Um, but again, it's still his job. And to maintain a scholarship or to to um, continue to pay for college, um, you got to have decent grades. So to sort of set the stage at that. And um, it sounds like y'all have a great relationship. And so have you thought about any of those things? Did any of that help? Well, I mean, I guarantee you the changing sheets part, that kind of, oh, I can see him doing that. But, uh, but honestly, I really love that idea of, of setting up that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's always been, I don't know if it's just a teenage challenge or what, but getting, getting that actual communication in there, you know, I'm always picking on it. It's like, look, just every now and then, please, please respond back to your mama, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if it's just a, an okay or something. But I think that's a great idea because, again, I mean, you know, we're, we're – we do try to stay pretty close, but again, I want him to, um, you know, he's got to find his own way and he's got to, he's got to, he's got to be his own young man. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we kind of need him too. So, yeah, but I, I love that idea of the, you know, setting a, setting up a time. I want to talk to him actually this evening about that. And, and setting up a time. Cause I know, uh, you know, with, like you mentioned, he's in the band. So this fall, it's not like he can come home really on the weekends because they'll have games on Saturday. Yeah. So, 
He will be very busy. Um, I was in the band in college, and I have to say it was one of the best times of my life. I loved it a lot. It was a great experience, but it was hard work. So remember that there's a lot of hard work. So when your children go off to college, and this is kind of for the listening audience, too, when your children go to college, you have to remember that that there is a lot going on, and it can be, even though it can be fun, it can be very stressful because you're trying to balance whatever extracurricular, and even though band is um, important, and I don't know if he's going to make a career of it, there's still classes that you have to go to and a lot of the core stuff that you have to do, so you're balancing that, and then you're balancing Um, a social life and trying to make all that work. So, yeah, the other thing, um, I mentioned that once a week special time to talk. I think be, um, again, and it doesn't sound like you guys were going to do this, but you want to make sure not to insist on talking every day. And the other thing is when you have that special time to talk, don't use it as a rapid-fire question time. And I will say I've probably been guilty myself of this, but you want to be careful about just listening some and not asking the thousand questions out there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, and that becomes easy to do. And it's something to kind of, we had to definitely be mindful of. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to stay pretty busy. He's actually going into pre-dental along with a minor in music. So he's got to definitely keep his focus on Definitely. And, and, you know, that, that's what I did, the pre-med. Um, and, and it was, it was very difficult. Um, I will, I will say so, um, kudos to him and I hope he has a wonderful time. And one more thing, make sure you just said he couldn't come home. Um, Find out when a good time, what what would be a good game. Make sure that y'all go up and make an effort there. You don't have to even stay for long. Just make an effort so that he knows that you haven't forgotten him. <laughs> oh, definitely. We uh, we can foresee a little bit of time in the Grove, making sure we can still. Uh, both of our kids are in the band, so we love to hear them play. So oh, good. We'll, we'll get us we'll get us plenty of time running them roads a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, good luck and good luck to your son, uh, Wilson. Thanks for calling in and sharing your experience. I really appreciate it. Indeed, thank you. Thank you for some great advice too. Okay, take care. All right. Yes, ma'am. Bye bye. Okay, we're going to, I am told, we need to go ahead and take our next break. Um, And we have Eliza from Hattiesburg, who we'll get to after the break, but we've got some open lines. So call in and talk to us about what you've done um, to get through this, to prepare for it, or maybe what your struggles are now. You can call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. Around my finger and it's so quiet in the world tonight Your little eyelids flutter cause you're dreaming So I tuck you in, turn on your favorite nightlight 
to you, everything's funny. You got nothing to regret. I'd give all I have, honey, if you could stay like that. Oh, darling, don't you ever grow up? Don't you ever grow up? Just stay this little. Oh, darling, don't you ever grow up? Don't you ever grow up? It could stay this simple. I won't let nobody hurt you. Won't let no one break your heart. No, no one will desert you. Just try to never grow This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and we are talking about empty nest syndrome. How do you deal with it? What do you do? How do you make it better? Um... Also, how do you make sure that your relationships at home aren't going sour as you are concentrating on the kids, only to find out after that nest is empty what to do? So the song before the break, Never Grow Up, is a lovely song and very sweet. But that can't happen. That's not what we can wish for. We want our children That's our job as parents, to have them grow up, become independent, successful, happy beings. Right? All right. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have, is it Eliza in Hattiesburg? Yes. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Well, I started having the special times with my son. Um, He's already graduated from Ole Miss. He's a pharmacist now. But when he was in high school, I started setting aside the small moments that we could. We would actually leave the house. We would go to a restaurant um, where we could sit and just have a heart-to-heart lunch and talk with each other about whatever was really going on in his life. Um, Each milestone that he achieved, we would discuss that. And those lunches, we actually still continue to do them to this day. They're very precious. They formed a bond. And actually getting away from your normal routine, from being at home and eating there, just going to a neutral location, seemed to be able to make it where he could open up about things that perhaps if we had been at home, he may have not discussed. Eliza, that is a great idea. And you you mentioned something, um, neutral ground. Even though um, that almost sounds like a negotiating tactic, it's true. Um, If you are at home and you're doing this over a meal, then it's more likely your ground than his. Even though it's his home and where he grew up, it's still your place where you will stay and he won't. So that's such a great idea. The other, there are three great ideas. The neutral ground, the fact that you're feeding him. I imagine you were the one who fed him. Maybe now there's turnabout since he's a pharmacist and successful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then the the other thing that you said is you said you just listened and talked about what was going on with him. 
So to to be a good listener as a parent sometimes is hard because we're so often so busy trying to give advice. Um, but if if you listen often, they'll they'll sort of reach out when they when they need you. Did you find yourself finding so much about him that maybe you wouldn't have known if you hadn't sat across the table where you weren't scurrying around trying to prepare a meal? Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah. And the distractions at, that present themselves at home, even though you try to make it a quiet time, it still gets a distraction of some sort, mm-hmm. whether it's someone coming to the door or the phone ringing or maybe the dryer going off and you have laundry that you need to put up. When you're away from all of those distractions, you can focus on each other and what's really in your heart that you want to have said. That's so, so great. So I'm going to take your recommendation and expand it a little bit just for families who have several kids. It's a good idea to try to work on giving isolated time to each child. So it may be that you just go out for an ice cream cone. Um or go out for a short ride, or um, if you can't afford a separate meal for everyone. But to do that, it's so important to give them that isolated time so that they know that they're valued. And um, as as you just mentioned, Eliza, that it also allows you all to establish a tighter bond. It doesn't have to be once a week. It can be a once a month thing. Um, And especially, I'm sure as your son has grown, it may have been harder. But to work on continuing that, I know one of the things I love to do is to go out to lunch with my children and just have a a one-on-one or a two-on-one. There are five of them. So um, we do what we can. But but that's a that's a great sharing, Eliza. Thanks for calling about that. Thank you. All right. Well, let's stay on the phones and go on. We have Arthur, who's been waiting in Gaucher, down on the coast. Hi, Arthur. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi how you doing? Doing great. I'm a long-time listener, first-time calling. Oh, well, thank you for first-time calling, and certainly thank you a lot for listening. So tell us what your thoughts are. Well, it was uh, my my daughter. I had obtained custody of when she was like seven months old, so it was oh, me wow. and her until she went off to college three years ago. And uh, I didn't have a bigger problem with that so much as her leaving and just going to be me at home. I think she had more problem with it than I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, the only problem I had was the anxiety, of uh, uh, safety anxiety, really, of mm-hmm. her being safe and on her way to college and from college and stuff like that. I really didn't have uh, an internet syndrome until about, I guess, about a year ago. That's when I really started missing because everybody was saying, you going to miss your baby when she's gone? You're going to say, no, I don't know because her done have some right. <laughs> It's hard when you're a single parent. Were you a single parent? Single parent, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think when being the nurturer and the the enforcer both all the time, and I, I would not say that the father should ever just be the enforcer and the mother the nurturer. I want, but when any parent has to do that, 
full time. I think it sets up a, a different, maybe a little bit harder relationship uh, because you have to figure out how to enforce the rules and set the rules without often somebody behind you saying, listen to your father. Um, and, and, and then to make sure that, that you have the kind of nurturing, loving relationship that you have. Now you must have, because you said your daughter had a little bit harder time leaving. And so that says something very, very positive about you. Uh, A lot of teenage girls can't wait to get out from under control. So, um, that's good for you. Now, tell me what has happened that's made you start worrying a little bit about empty nest now. Well, she's going to be a senior next year. Uh-huh. And so I know after that she's going to be gone to wherever her career is going to take her. Mm-hmm. Right now she's in New York uh, doing an internship. So Wow. So that's a good little distance between us. So I have to realize that well, she may be in Los Angeles. She may be... Anywhere in the United States next year that's not so close as Oxford is. That's right. That's what. What? Well, so, what is she doing? To she's a uh, major in broadcast journalism. She's in wow. uh, MSNBC. Wow. Well, Arthur, you clearly have done an excellent job, I will say, and that's exciting. Well, I had a lot of help. Yeah, I had a lot of help. It was it. a lot of people say, "Well, you did all that by saying no." I'm not going to take all. I say I had a lot of help. It's, very important to have network, yeah. family network that can help you out. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That old village that we keep talking about, whether yes, it's family indeed. or close friends, how important yes, that is. We had uh, evacuated and went to uh, Georgia mm-hmm. after the hurricane. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was saying, why don't you just move up here and stay? I said, no. I said, I got to go back home. I said, that's where all my family and I got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Arthur, there are a couple of things that that I want to piggyback on. Um, First of all, if your daughter is in the area of media, she is probably awesome at this. You can set up Skype visits on a regular basis Um, every I always mention Sunday because that seems to be sort of family downtime. Every Sunday can be... um, your call, it can be a 30-minute um, my time with my daughter, and let her set that up. Um, that way you can see your face. She can see your face. You can. I think Skyping is light years better than a phone call when you're really distance or FaceTime, whatever you can yeah, do. I'm going to have to talk to her about that because she calls me every day sometimes four or five times a day. Oh, wow. She, she can be on her way to the subway and she wants me to talk to her that she gets on the train. Oh. She, she's done that ever since she got in school. One time she was calling me so much it was actually, actually kind of <laughs> aggravating. I understood <laughs> that she was up there. She was calling me six and seven times a day when she first went off to school. Ah, oh, sounds and, like uh, she was really, really attached. Um <laughs> That's that's great, but yeah, you do want to to say, well, let's let's talk every day at five or every day at eight or whatever. Come up with a time, and so that it's not every 
uh, several times a day. And then once a week, once she's in a job, maybe all that you get, but that would be great. Um, the other thing, Arthur, is, um, and, and this, again, is for everyone to listen to, is um, you said you were concerned about her safety. Um, there are all kinds of services out there. Um, I know that highway patrol and police have safety classes. I I think it would be important for every child, not just women, but men and women. And I know we always feel like um, women might be a little bit more vulnerable, but not always. Everybody needs to be equipped with ways to keep them safe, themselves safe, which would include um, knowing how not to look like a vulnerable individual. If you're driving, um, to have your your car keys in your hand um, before you get to the car so you're not fumbling around, um, to not be alone when um, when you, you might be in an area uh, you, where you could be vulnerable. There are all kinds of things, and I know this show is not about that, but you have a lot less worry if you make sure your child, your daughter, is equipped with those safety tips. We had spoken about her taking a, a personal safety class. Up yeah. there. They offered it. They offered Ole Miss. You know, she was supposed to take it, but a schedule wouldn't allow her because she's really busy up there because she was uh, yeah. a manager over Rebel Radio and all that, and it had, it had a really strong out. So, Yeah, and uh, that's so another overall, big job. Well, I would encourage her to do it now, Arthur. The more, you know, she's in, she's going to, it sounds like she's going to be in big cities. So she, she really needs to think about that. And, and as her dad, I bet she'd listen to you if you encouraged her. I'm going to so. encourage her to do it because I said that's the only word I really have. And yeah. a lot of times I say, well, I can't continue. I worry about it. I just say a prayer and say, well, Lord, watch out for her. That's, well, and, that's right. You know, Prayer is good, but also making sure that she's she knows how to have her head about her and what to do if she feels like she's in a dangerous situation and how to how to perhaps get out of it would be an excellent skill set. It would be a gift for her. So, like I say, she talking. I told her, I said, wherever you go, I say, always keep your head on a swivel. I say, um, watch what's watch the surroundings, <laughs> and if it doesn't look safe. Follow your first man. If you say, don't go, don't go. Yeah. I like that. Keep your head on swivel. That's a good one. I'll have to remember to use that, too, Arthur. Well, I know it's time for us to go back to our final break. Um, thanks so much for your call. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about talking to your daughter about Skyping once a week. I will. I will <laughs> talk to her today. She hadn't called me this today, but she takes me at 530 this morning. <laughs> Tell her I, I, I said hi. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, so we're talking about empty nest and how to prepare for it. Um, give us a call. We still have some open lines at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. This is relatively speaking. We'll be right back. I will teach you all the things I've never learned And I'd help you cross the bridges that I burned Yes, I would If I could I would 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Six pounds and nine ounces looking up at me. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We're talking about that empty nest. Those precious babies, when they're born, are so precious and vulnerable. And then they grow up. They grow up. They're 17, 18, and they're getting ready to leave home for maybe college, maybe for a job. Um, Maybe they're in their 20s just leaving. But nonetheless, if they've been in the home and then they're getting out, you know, I know we often have joked, Our child is going off payroll and, you know, thank goodness they're going to be self-supporting and self-sustaining. But sometimes there's some sadness that goes along with that and the letting go and figuring out how much to let go. So really important to know that the goal is to have an adult who's independent who can take care of himself, who can stay safe, who knows how to to fix a meal and wash those clothes, and who knows how to get up on time and make it to a job without you, uh, or to a class without you calling every day to make sure. So um, keeping that goal in mind, if you were one of those individuals who found yourself Um, spending way too much time um, on your children's activities and not having enough time for yourself. And then all of the sudden, fast forward now, they're going off and you are alone um, figuring out what you can do to make sure that um, you have something to do with your life besides your child. And I'm not talking about work, but I'm talking about relationships. Um, maybe you are a single parent and you're fine about that. And you're not really looking for a relationship uh, with somebody, a romantic relationship. But maybe um, you, you, though, need something to do. Um, you want to be careful as your child's getting older to to let them be all-consuming. That's not good. That's not good for you. That's not good for them. Um, you don't want to have a codependent relationship. And codependency is something that often does happen. So you want to work on that. So if you're one of those individuals who has that new sense of freedom um, and and you're you're done, and your house truly is empty. Um, then you need to make yourself think about what to do now. Now, hopefully, your goal is not to just get to watch all the television shows that you never could watch before, but maybe something bigger than that. Um, Come up with a hobby or a leisure activity that you can do. It might be bike riding. It might be a book club. It might be some new um, volunteer work that you've, you've done. Um, another thing, I know something my husband and I discovered when when our 
children were all gone is that we hadn't gone to a movie, just the two of us, um, other than maybe every three or four years. And we kind of laughed about it and then made a commitment to try to do it more often. And and we go more often, but we're not um, we don't go um, much more than a couple of times a year. But um, it ended up being, well, that wasn't really the together time that we we wanted to spend. So um, but there are other things um, like you know, we, we go to a Bible study once a week with a marvelous group of friends that we could not have done when our kids were in school. Um, the other thing um, is getting in, getting into more gardening. We've done that. So whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you want to do, uh, make sure that you plan um, to continue the, the relationships that you've had um, after your children leave or expand on those relationships. Um, I, I just think that if you, if you, it's a, it's a really good chance to get to know people who maybe aren't the parents of your children's friends. Um, I know we fell and we made some marvelous friends who have been lifelong friends because they were the parents of our children's friends. But we also have made new friends now because we're not always isolated in that area. So keep that in mind. So let me just give you in the last minute a real quick summary of what you need to do. When your child goes off, when your child leaves the home, whether you feel empty nest or not, these are the things you need to do. Um, Make sure that you set up a way to maintain contact without um, feeling like you're always checking up on them. I would not recommend one of those mobile apps where you can follow your child's car around. We didn't bring that up, um, and we can talk about that later. But when you have a child going off to college or leaving home for a job, tracking them all the time is probably not a healthy way um, to deal with your loss. Um, let them go off and do their life and trust that you have taught them the right ways. And then I would encourage you to make sure, like, like we were talking about, that they know how to keep themselves safe. And if they haven't taken a safety course, consider having them take a safety course um, so they'll be, so they'll stay safe. That's what we want, right? Safe, happy, healthy, and self-sustaining. All right. Thanks, everybody, for your calls and um, listening. Today's show was engineered by our great Michelle McAdoo and my producer. I think she was our call screener, too. She's nodding. Yes. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. And Matt, you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio. Have a great week. And the thing